Episode 47, my new animal rights podcast. <laughs> I want to mention one more person who gave us 50 bucks, which is Jordan Wyatt out of New Zealand. And he runs a, uh, a podcast called the NZ, which is what you say for Z in New Zealand, NZ Vegan. And he tells me that uh, he had an interesting thing to say. He said, for one thing, I don't know why a vegan listens to the show. Or is it vegan? I can never remember. But anyway, I don't understand. He likes it to stay make... informed, John. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but he did come up with a gem. But... <laughs> he says that if, there's, if, you, if the government makes an edict that you have to take the swine flu shot because there's animal products. Oh, yeah, you can't eggs. have it. Yeah, you're a vegan, right. You say you're a vegan. I can't take the shot. It's against my religion, blah, blah, blah. And then you won't get the shot. That's actually genius. That's a very good. Maybe he's a carnivore curious. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why he listens to the show. Curious, that's a good one. Hey, by the way, in the chat room, uh, Jay won't dart said his uh, donation didn't get read. Who? Jay? Is there a Jay who uh, donated? Uh, not in this last week. Not in the last couple of days. Not it didn't come up. He's on the from. List. He's from uh, New Zealand. The New Zealand guy I just mentioned that's Jordan Wyatt. Oh, okay. There's oh, a yeah, Jay yeah. Kramer. No, you're right. You're right. No, no, you're right. You're right. He he just responded. Yeah, he got okay. mentioned. Okay, I'm sorry. Welcome to an extra short episode of Jay Won't Dart's podcast. My intro was my latest mention on No Agenda, although Dvorak got my podcast wrong. I do not own the NZ Vegan podcast. I do enjoy telling people to search for NZ Vegan when they look for my podcast on iTunes. Because searching for NZ Vegan shows up all the New Zealand animal rights podcasts. I almost uniformly love each and every one of the results. I just wanted to let everyone know, I've decided to do all my future animal rights and vegan related episodes under a separate designation. This will make it easier to just listen to the episodes you are actually interested in. If you only want to hear me talk about NZ news or movies, or if you only want to hear vegan topics, or ideally you can subscribe to both. The name of my new podcast, chosen by my friend Sam Tucker, is Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. I asked for help on Vegans Chat, an email group, with the starting point of Living with Animals, asking for it to be improved upon. Sam kindly came up with Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. I like it very much, although it is a long name. You can find that blog at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com I'm not sure on how often I'll update each podcast, just when I feel like it, most likely. To make up for this being a short episode, I'm going to include some of my favourite outro clips. I have the auto-tuned Glorious Dawn, using clips of Carl Sagan, a famous astronomer, an American church, which has banned Pepsi, and Steve Ballmer, Microsoft CEO, on the iPhone before it were released. Just to make it clear, you can find Coexisting with Non-Human Animals on iTunes by searching for it by name, although it shows up just fine if you search for Jay Won't Dart. Both my podcasts will show up. You can also find the blog at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com Thank you for listening. You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of Jay Won't Dart's podcast at jwontdart.blogspot.com. If you want to contact me, even just to say you listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com. 
jwontdart at gmail.com. I'd appreciate it. I hope you check out Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. Have a super happy day. Bye. Brandon Church has pulled the plug on Pepsi products. The church claims the sponsorships do not follow its family-friendly view of life. Our Karen Castillo has this story from Brandon. Take one look at the ten shiny new soda machines inside the Bell Shoal Church, and their favorite soda choice is clear. But the preference over Pepsi isn't because of taste. Pepsi is actively advocating for the normalization of homosexual behavior in our culture. Terry Kemple, a church member and a part of a local ministry that promotes Christian values, convinced the church, he says, to take out its Pepsi machines because of what he says is an obvious agenda. What? I didn't know that. No, I mean, how? On what grounds? I don't, uh, you know? What does Pepsi have to do with homosexuality? Most people we interviewed couldn't tell us why, but Temple says it's blatantly clear to the American Family Association who initiated the boycott of Pepsi a year ago. The organization says some of Pepsi's commercials promote subliminal messages of a gay lifestyle, and the company has contributed nearly $3 million to organizations that support homosexuality. To influence people to accept that homosexuality is, is normal, uh, and I don't believe that it is. We contacted Pepsi, and in a statement they say, quote, the grants were made in a direct support of safety and respect in the workplace. They do not reflect political or public advocacy of any kind. Now, since the church made its decision, Kemple says they have gotten attacks all over the Internet. In fact, I Twittered the subject and got comments like, that's ridiculous. As a Christian, I feel like they're not showing the love they preach. If you would like to Twitter me on this subject, contact me at twitter.com slash Karen underscore Castillo. In Brandon, Karen Castillo, ABC Action News. Steve, let me ask you about uh, the iPhone and the Zune, if, if I may. The Zune uh, was getting some traction, then Steve Jobs goes to Macworld and he, he pulls out this iPhone. What was your first reaction when you saw that? <laughs> $500 fully subsidized with a plan? I said, that is the most expensive phone in the world, and it doesn't appeal to business customers because it doesn't have a keyboard, which makes it not a very good email machine. Now, it may sell very well or not. I, you know. We have our strategy. We've got great Windows mobile devices in the market today. We, you can get uh, a Motorola Q phone now for $99. It's a very capable machine. It'll do music. It'll do uh, Internet. It'll do email. It'll do instant messaging. So I, I kind of look at that and I say, well, I like our strategy. I like it a lot. Uh, how do you compete with that, though? He sucked out a lot of the spotlight. Uh, in the last few weeks because of what happened at Mac, Macworld, not only with the iPhone, uh, but with the, the new iPod. I mean, how do you compete with that, with the Zune? Right now, well, let's take phones first. Right okay. now, we're selling millions and millions and millions of phones a year. Apple is selling zero phones a year. In six months, they'll have the most expensive phone by far ever in the marketplace. And let's see, you know, what's the expression? Let's see how the competition goes. In the case of music and entertainment players, Apple absolutely has a preeminent position. 
we said we want to be in this market. There's a lot of reasons why there's synergy with other things that we're doing. We think we've got some unique innovations, particularly what we're doing with community, with wireless networking. And we came into the market, a market in which they're very strong. And we took, I don't know, I think most estimates would say we took about 20, 25% of the high end of the market. We weren't down at some of the lower price points, but for devices, $249 and over, we took, you know, let's say about 20% of the market. So I feel like we're in the game. We're driving our innovation hard, uh, and uh, okay, we're not the incumbent. He's the incumbent in this game, but uh, at the end of the day, he's going to have to keep up with uh, an agenda that we're going to drive as well. And you still feel like you can be very competitive in that space? Sure, absolutely. If we My didn't think there was transformation going on, we wouldn't be playing. I'm not very good at uh, singing songs, but uh, here's, here's a try.
400 billion suns arising of the Milky Way. The surface of the Earth is the shore of the cosmic ocean. Recently we've waned a little way up, and the water seems inviting.